Hello, beloved. How are you? So good to be back with you. It's, I was had to look at the calendar and see when was my last transmission, and it was only about two weeks ago, but it feels like many thousands of years have passed since then. I wonder if it feels the same to you. What a wild ride it has been. So I have a number of things to share, uh, and I want to start with this. So the new flower energy grid that I shared with you in May of this year, which came through uh, as the second wave, as part of the second wave of the Founder Codes. Um, And so hopefully you've accessed that. It has that pay what you choose. Money is not a barrier. All right. So hopefully you've already accessed these founder codes and you know what I'm talking about very intimately. Or you may just sort of generally remember. And this is your prompt to get your butt over in there and access those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful codes and supports from the founder beings. But in that May uh, 2022 second wave, this new flower energy grid for Earth's energy grid came in and replaced the old energy grid that had been kind of dismantling and then finally was removed. This is now percolating up into human society just a little bit, but it's begun, which is wonderful. And so we're seeing these kind of small little pops of of the sort of the colorfulness of this gorgeous, gorgeous energy, which is a very 7D energy. And it is sort of popping up like that first little flare, little pops of color in a meadow uh, in the early spring when the first early spring flowers start to bloom, just like a little one over there and a little one over there. And this is starting around the globe that these little pops are coming up into human society where humans are gathering in new configurations and with new energies. This kind of, uh, I, I experienced this myself in person, in my own human, over this last weekend, and it was just this absolutely joyous cosmic reunion in human. And it was an incredible experience. And I haven't been out in a group of humans in person in years. And which has been very much by design and by intention and requirement for me. And so this was, I was not sure, how is this going to go? <laughs> Maybe um, more story from that we'll weave in later. We'll see. But what I want you to be aware of is that it's time to allow that in, whatever that's showing up for you, right? It's that that next level of support or that next level of communion, of connection. 
It's time to allow that in. You remember when I was singing the love train <laughs> to you, right? And how it was really important to get on board the love train. Well, it's time to let that love train carry you to the new stations where you can hop off for a period of time and enter into a love bubble of soul family, of cosmic family coming together newly in local position, sometimes for the very first time in your human form, uh, and just experience how this is, even if you just experience it for a brief period of time, like for me, it was just this one long weekend, but it was a vision of the future. It was like a little movie trailer of, oh, this is how it will be. A visceral embodied experience of what has previously only been a mental model about what will it be like amongst the humans when they have integrated more of their multidimensionality into their human, when they have integrated more of their cosmic self and or their original self into their human and it's beautiful 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 so i hope that this uh makes itself available to you in one way shape or form and that you say yes even if it's a little bit scary <laughs> now things that have been going on since i last spoke to you a couple of weeks ago you have likely been having this interesting experience of being pushed more and more into action that is coming from intuitive esoteric knowingness instead of action that is like brain or mind-based formulations and ideas. And this is hopefully a permanent shift for you. Okay, and it is time for a huge flip, a huge paradigm flip. And some some have already been making this shift, but a very small, very small percentage. So there's a much bigger wave of kind of paradigm shift happening for people for the mind to be led by the intuitive, for the spirit to be leading from a more zoomed out macro perspective, right? And the shift, this shift of kind of action occurring from intuitive esoteric knowingness instead of kind of the brain-based formulations and ideas is happening regardless of if you get this, if you understand what I'm talking about, if you're aware of it or if you're paying attention. So this is just beautiful, and the only way in which this might not be beautiful is if you are continuing to be super reliant on the mind, on the brain, then on the brain in the way that we think about the brain, because the brain still has a very important role, huge role, but it, it just it's a different role. So but if you've been very mind focused, mental focused, and reliant on that, then you may in these past couple of weeks in particular, have been experiencing confusion, being drained, being overwhelmed, right? And this, as it turns out, is an aspect of that big current that I've been speaking about. 
So that big current of like, are you saying yes or no to the current? This is a, this is an aspect of it. And like the intuitive knowingness is part of the undercurrent also, right? So sometimes, yes. So yes, sorry. Like the five way stop just happening in my brain. Okay. So, and, and part of what's also going now. So we, we, we're in this eclipse portal. Right. Remember the eclipse portal, which started on the 25th and the next one is that closes the portal is like the 7th or the 8th. Although, of course, actually, these things are open before and after for longer. But the intensity of it we're in now. And so one of the things that's going on that's been a very odd experience that you may have had is this sudden kind of like. Like I was speaking about this kind of bifurcation, the choice that was coming up and kind of bifurcation in the experience of the current, right? This kind of yes, no piece. But there's this, there's other sort of little, like little micro of it where we're having this almost simultaneous, but not quite experience of like two timelines at the same time almost where we're sort of in the 3D in a kind of a dense 3D. And I have to talk about 3D for a few minutes in a minute because there's some shifts there as well. But this kind of what we think of as the 3D, what I've been speaking about as the 3D, kind of a denser, heavier timeline suddenly popping in kind of out of nowhere when you're just humming along happy as you're yes in your current and you're just like living your happy, high resonance, high dimensional, multidimensional timeline. And then bloop. Oh, wait, what? What happened? I'm like, suddenly it's like, it's like you're in a car and you're going really fast and you're like, you know, it's a, it's a manual and you're in the top gear and suddenly, you know, at 90 miles an hour, somebody dropped you into second gear. You know, like, what is that about? And then you're just sitting there and there's a low, weird, dense, heavy timeline. Like, huh? What's that? And this is actually this kind of opportunity to see what we're leaving behind and to decide or to view or to choose what we want going ahead. And this is especially in regards to relationships. And I'm not talking just about like romantic relationships. I'm talking about like all of our relationships. So this is back to what I was talking about earlier about the love bubble, right? This is about like, what do you want your love bubble to be like? And this kind of this this thing about the sort of switching back and forth, you can you can actually switch back and forth multiple times between these two specific versions of timeline. And go ahead and try it. If you've been having this experience at all, just try it. Just let it happen. Don't fight it. And then practice. Can I switch? Can I go back and forth? And it kind of creates an opportunity to practice. And it can give you, if you do feel sort of stuck a little bit in the heavier one and the more dense one, see if you can experience your love bubble while still in that density. Because I think this can be an ex- ex- a useful skill to cultivate. So <clears throat> I want to talk about 3D for a minute. So I've been using 3D as language, as terminology for, for a long time uh, as a kind of a shorthand for the physical realm. 
And what I'm experiencing very recently is that I need new language for this. We all are going to need new language for this because uh, I'm having the experience of what I would normally call 3D things being radically harder to engage with than they were even six days ago. But when I look at it a little bit more closely, with a little bit more curiosity instead of impatience and frustration, and I just kind of come into neutrality and look at it, I realize, oh, actually, 3D is great. 3D is fine. I'm loving being in my body, and I'm more and more in my body every day. I'm loving being out in the natural world. I'm loving hanging out with my cat. I was at this gathering with 25 incredible cosmic family beings and humans, and I was loving like being in that space with them, very physical, very 3D, but with the multidimensional connection and the multidimensional access happening simultaneously as the kind of the 3D. What I'm not liking very specifically is the experience, and it's a really specific thing, is the experience of trying to communicate or connect or engage in a serious way, like on serious matter, with other humans who themselves have not yet turned on, accessed, opened, more multidimensional access. And as a result, I have to come into a very specific kind of mental activity and bring the mental activity forward in order to provide what was expected between the two of us even to have that interaction. So as I'm processing that, I realize, oh, I'm going to need to completely change how I set expectations now for any interactions that I have of substance that I'm planning to have of substance with other humans. Like, that's just going to be a big part of this upgrade. And so I'm actually realizing that as an aside for myself as I'm recording this transmission for you. So that's very interesting. And, uh, and I'm very, I'm going to explore that on my own though. You, you don't, you don't want me to explore that with you, I'm sure. So, okay, but let me come back into larger transmission for you. Although this may also be really on point with some of your own experiences. I don't think I'd be bringing it in as I was recording if it, if it wasn't. Um, okay, so, but based on this kind of like what's going on, particularly during this eclipse portal, during this first half in particular of November, and... Um, and these kind of interesting energies that we're in right now, there's definitely some, some very, there's, there's like some slogging through, right? Like, and I just described a little bit of what that slogging through is looking like for me. And as you can see, it's a really delightful kind of slogging through. Like these are, you know, I forget who said like pick interesting problems or pick fun problems, but definitely pick your own problems is like, you know, so these are like, to me, these are like, oh, these are the good problems, right? So it's, it's all awesome, but it, there is definitely effort involved. And so right now in this first half of November, there's 
we are required to be in some effort. And sometimes we may have come into this idea that if it's not effortless to do, then then we shouldn't be doing it. If it's not easy and immediate to do right now, then, oh, it must be not high D, high resonance, and therefore it's incorrect, so I turn away from it. Right now, that is not true. The opposite is true, that effort is currently required in dedication to what you're upgrading right now, okay? And that effort has to be done in the 3D in what you're upgrading right now in order to have greater congruence going forward between your 3D experience and your higher dimensional experience for them to match up. This is making any sense, okay? So there's like upgrades you need to make in your 3D now. And a lot of this actually has to do with the body. Uh, the body is a really, really important focus point uh, around this, like getting stronger in your body or getting kind of cleaner inside your body or both. Like these can be the same thing in some ways. Um, but there may be other areas. And so really feel into where is the effort to be in dedication right now where it is good to push through a little bit which is different than like grind and hustle from scarcity. It's it's pushing through because I want to push through. I'm going to talk more about this in a minute. I want to also make sure that you're aware that it may, at the same time, as you're kind of dealing with this, it may feel hard to let go of certain assumptions that are pressing in on you as we're kind of building towards this next eclipse, right? So, and this may come, this may make it hard for you to sense or to discern what is the areas that I should push through on to be in dedication to what I'm upgrading right now versus I feel like I'm being pushed upon to let go and drop certain assumptions about myself, about how things work, about where I'm going, you know, whatever um, that is. And sort of where do you feel driven towards dedication versus where do you feel kind of being pressured to drop? It's a subtle nuance, and I hope that some of you will feel that the difference between the two and be able to kind of work with that, right? Um, There's definitely this kind of like this is how – the yes, no, that yes or no to the current. Am I saying yes or no to the current? Seeing the, you know, referring to the previous couple of transmissions. This is how it's playing out, right? Your yes and no to the current is playing out in these pressure points right now. And the um, the kind of the increased pacing of things, that kind of insistence of Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Faster, faster, faster. More, 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 right? To kind of like get your speed up faster because you want to stay on the love train as it zips along, but it's almost like you have to also be moving at the speed of the love train, right? All right. So, whew, just a lot. Okay. So I also want to bring into this because this is part exactly of this, all this going on right now, okay? 
Um, I did, I shared a post um, on social media in written form a little while back. I don't remember what day, but I talked about how the cult energy had cleared finally from the planet, right? So we know we've talked about previously how martyr energy and savior energy cleared from the planet. The whole idea that, you know, the age of the guru is dead also cleared from the planet. Like a lot of these energies are clearing away from the planet. This clearing away of cult energy was huge. And I did a written post and was not uh, able to to just didn't have the connections within to do a, a a proper audio transmission on it but i want to talk a little bit about it now um and the way this this is this issue will be coming up for you if it's relevant for you or maybe coming up amongst people that you love if it's not relevant for you but i kind of feel like a, for a lot of people this is relevant looking at where have you given your power away? And in your own human story, you may have a lot of kind of awareness of like, where have you given your power away? Or where have you ceded authority to others? Or where have you made yourself smaller in order to kind of fit in? Or where have you been afraid of your own power? But what we're working with in our cosmic self with this energy, this cult energy clearing, is going to the original choice point within your cosmic self. So it's very unlikely that this was actually in this human life, right? Where you chose to kind of give yourself over to a mentor to kind of do for you or quote unquote teach you but then they stole your power or they prevented you from having full access to it or both. And they then used potentially, not always, but then they may have used your power to do bad things. And so now you're kind of ashamed of your power and maybe you're even afraid of your power. Like if I actually were to use my magic, if I were to use my power, bad things would happen to people. Or like I'm embarrassed or ashamed to have had that power because bad things happened when it was put to use. But you have to forgive yourself for the original choice that you made to kind of hand over your power to a mentor and let yourself off the hook for what was done with it. Right. It may feel like it has to start with you have to forgive yourself for what was done with it. But there's nothing to forgive in that in that sense. OK, you just have to let yourself off the hook for it. It was not done in your true name. It was not done with your actual consent. And so now we have to look at what does it mean to give yourself over to a mentor, to give your power over to a mentor. And given that we are all connected and we're all helping each other, you know, ideally we should all be helping each other, how do we then approach mentorship, whether that's as a mentor or as a mentee or both? And as we think about more and more that leadership is returning in some ways and also then elevating in new ways 
to what I think of as more of a feminine leadership, where it's a kind of organic, natural passing of the sort of leadership baton, even moment to moment or hour to hour or day to day, based on who has the expertise that the, that the group needs at that time. And they just kind of step in, take charge, lead the way, teach the others, do the thing, whatever it is. And then the next thing that comes along that the group needs, the next person who has that, they take over, they take charge, they start doing the teaching, etc. And this kind of baton of leadership just organically, naturally passes around quite easily. There's never hierarchy. There's never a sense of zero-sum game kind of power or, or, or status or any of that going on. And so as a mentor or as a mentee or someone seeking mentorship, I want you to start really feeling into where can you experience it more, the mentorship experience from either side, more from that organic, natural, peer-based, non-hierarchical-based approach. That it's just like, I'm here, you're here, we're doing our thing, I have some things to bring that I think will be useful. Here, here's how you, and it doesn't mean that there is an enormous wisdom and craft and specialized expertise and authority even that you as a mentor or your mentor uh, may have if you're the mentee, it just means are they treating you and seeing you and experiencing you as one up or one down or neutrally? Are you seeing yourself or them as one up or one down or neutrally? Because you can work with a mentor as a teacher without giving your power to them. You can work with a mentee as their teacher without taking their power. This is a very challenging area for many people, but I want you to really be looking for this. And so um, just think about where are you outsourcing yourself now, right? Like where are you and where are you essentially like, oh, I always follow so-and-so on YouTube or such-and-such -such on Instagram or like whatever. And whatever they say is the message. That's exactly the thing, you know, right? Like I hope you never do that with me. I hope you never do that. I hope that you always use what I'm bringing through only what's useful to you and you leave the rest of that judgment and you move along and you integrate it and off you go, right? But it's, it's, I am not here to say that even though I have an incredibly clearly defined and experienced by me idea about the nature of reality, that isn't to say you have to accept it or that I will think any less or more of you if you do or don't. It's, all of that is just irrelevant to me, okay? So it's important for you to be really thinking about where are you consenting and what are you consenting to? Because you may be consenting essentially to be stolen from or to be harvested. And is this something that you want? No. Shut that shit down. So really be looking for this in various different ways. All right. <sighs> okay. So we are, I'm recording this, by the way, I, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I'm recording this on uh, November 3rd. 
And so people ask about that sometimes. So we're kind of in the middle of this eclipse period. We have this kind of cool eclipse intensity that is maybe feeling a little overly intense, but it's doing its job. So be grateful for it and just keep on floating along in your current as much as you can. Um, and also we then come into the 1111 11, um, uh, date that many people feel is a very powerful portal date and people are kind of getting really excited about it as, as they always do, which I'm sure it will pop and be a fun, interesting day energetically if for no other reason than so many people are paying attention to it from a high vibe place and that's always really powerful. But I still maintain what I have been saying, which is that I feel that November 22nd slash 23rd is going to be like a big pop where we just like get popped out of what we've been going through, like, like we're being popped out of a chute, you know, um, I, I can't think of a better, just like a, you know, fired out of a cannon <laughs> and, and, and into what, who knows, but it's just moving so much faster without us even really noticing that that's happening while simultaneously, like more and more of our experience is outside of or kind of above time, if you will. And so while we're kind of like up in this outside of or above time place, we're just kind of hanging out. It's kind of part of the love bubble. It's sort of like the irrelevance of time, but time is still doing its thing, but it's happening much more quickly. Like it's moving faster in many ways. Like it's kind of like the river, like it's kind of like, the river's moving quickly beneath us as we float along in our love bubble, right? And so it's like the current, the the river is moving ever faster. And we've been talking about the current is speeding up, the current is speeding up, and time is kind of part of how that's how that's kind of manifesting, if you will, or expressing itself. But we're just like floating along in our love bubble. And so that's why it's important to think about, okay, what is this dedication to specific form, maybe singular, maybe a couple of things in action in the 3D, particularly right now for this first half of November that I really want to be focusing on and kind of think because it's because time is going to be moving so fast. And if we haven't mm, created whatever the sort of like in, internal infrastructure in the 3D for ourselves, like the we're we're going to create you know more problematic glitches for ourselves down the road and i feel like that's why these kind of weird timeline shifting things where it's sort of this abrupt seamless like oh i was over here in this dimensional experience now i'm in this other one right is to kind of help you see this is the risk if i don't take the attention if i don't give myself the attention into the action in the 3D in this current time frame that is really important. Is really important. Um, and so there are a lot of different ways to kind of think about what, how do I discern what that is? I think you probably already know. If you just feel into it, you know, right? What have you been putting off? Or what have you been struggling to implement on that's really important that you know is really important? As opposed to, well, I've been struggling to make this thing happen, but it's totally round peg square hole, right? Like, you know, for me, I know what it is. I'm really clear on what it is. And 
so just like, okay, that's just what's happening now. That's just what we're doing. And that's where the focus is. But it can help to think about to sort of, if you can't figure it out, to zoom out a little bit and think about um, uh, when I do personal legacy work with people, we talk about, we look out at like, what do you want? What's your vision for what the world will be like 200 years from now? Your ideal 200 years from now, what is that amazing vision that you feel is true in the highest timeline for Earth and for humans on Earth? What is that 200 years? If you even imagine that humans are on Earth, I mean, maybe your highest vision for Earth is that there aren't humans on Earth in 200 years. I, I, I don't want to presume. But what is that vision? And then as you think about yourself, what I'm doing in this lifetime, how do I want that to have contributed in some way to that 200-year vision? What, if we look back, would we be able to see in hindsight was my contribution? And I like to use something I call the seven-pointed earthen star. Um, and each star point has a kind of a bucket of activity types that are specifically related to the creation of this beautiful future uh, Earth vision. And these seven areas can be helpful to think about if you want to engage in any of these seven areas or if one in particular is really calling you. And I'm going to list them right now for you. The first is direct help to others. Right? So you could think of what I'm doing in my service role, working one-on-one with clients in groups or even just doing these transmissions, right? This direct help to others. Second, create and share art or beauty and beauty, right? Art, beauty, kind of the, the, the elevation of art and beauty uh, throughout the world. Next is changing societal systems or policy. This is the most dense work that's on this list in my opinion, very specific, very important, and requires a significant level of wraparound support for that human to stay well while doing that work. The next is caring for the new generations. And this can be within your own family or otherwise. And then the next is tending to the earth directly, like hands-on tending to the earth. And then the final and sort of in some ways hardest for some people to grasp, but also particularly for the audience for these transmissions, maybe the most important to you, is this energy and resonance upgrades within yourself, for the planet, etc. Now, we are doing these seven areas across a myriad of layers from individual, relationship, community, societal, planetary, galactic, full cosmos. Now, if you came here to kind of be the energy shift and the portal, if you will, for upgrades to the planet energetically, then you have accepted that ups and downs are going to come with that expansion. That's just the way it's going to work, right? And so thinking about mountain climbing as an example, if you love mountain climbing, and you went mountain climbing and then and you loved it more than anything 
but it was really hard. And that after you went mountain climbing and you loved it and you had the most cool experience, but you came home and you could barely move for like three weeks and you were recovering, maybe you even hurt yourself and you had to like wear an ankle brace or something. Would you stop doing it? No, you just focus on better training, more inner capacity, more oxygenation, more supports for faster muscle recovery, etc. Okay, so what are you devoted to? What is your choice? This is where this kind of activity for this, that this kind of difficult, got to kind of push through a little, pop through a little bit with a little bit of pushing effort into what is that form of better training, inner capacity, oxygenation, supports for faster muscle recovery if you were mountain climbing, okay? And maybe mountain climbing is your thing. But for the rest of us, it's an analogy. <laughs> so body focus, though, is huge right now. It's not an accident that the analogy that was given to me is this mountain climbing one. Body focus is huge, 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 huge. And this brings us to the next point. One of the reasons that body focus is so important, even if it doesn't totally make sense to you why, is because your body and Earth's body are the same. I'm going to say that again. Your body and Earth's body are the same. It is the exact same. I'm not saying like they're related, they're reflections of each other. They are the same. Her waters are blocked and they want to be free. Versions in your own body of systems being blocked and wanting to be free are happening, have been happening. Her life force has been stripped from many places on the surface, leaving this kind of weird sort of non-energy, almost dead energy feel in certain places. Her experience of being invaded and colonized and taken over is the exact same one that you're having with issues related to disease or cancer or mold exposure or heavy metal or toxic this or toxic that or mystery medical ailments that can't be determined, chronic fatigue syndrome, leaky gut syndrome, you know, the 25 million different ailments that I just hear about from people all day long who are at the beginning of this journey or have been on this journey for a long time but still can't move through it. Your body and Earth's body are the same. Some of you are more intense, what I'm calling Earth empaths, than others. There are maybe many reasons for this, and one of them may be that your sense of what you're here to do and to be is to really support the Earth's evolutionary journey, is to support 
her energy and resonance upgrades. And so you are embodying them within yourself as entry points into understanding her. And if this feels true, I want you to consider coming into new relationship with your own embodied experience. Now that you can think of it as a kind of a portal or a window or a doorway into understanding what is happening in Earth's body. And very important as you do this, as I want you to consider, and this is for anyone, by the way, not just for, for this kind of Earth and half idea that I'm talking about. I want you to consider moving away from the idea of either being a healer or seeking out a healer into being or seeking to be a harmonizer and an activator. To move away from the kind of polarity of illness and health, of sickness and health or well-being, right? There's sort of these things where there's opposites on either side. Bring more dimensionality in. Expand the dimensionality, harmonizing, activating, activating expansion, activating awareness. And this then ties into this concept of purity that I've spoken about a few different times in different ways that I really want people to understand an important, like one of the most important nuances of this. I want to kind of claim a linguistic as well as conceptual distinction that I don't know if I've always made super clearly. So I want to differentiate what I call sort of ascension purity or religious purity, even kind of patriarchal or colonial purity from the purity that I'm speaking of when I speak about purity, which is an evolutionary purity. And what that kind of a purity is, is a purity that removes artifice, that removes that which did not naturally belong. And this does not mean that like we're sterilizing ourselves and putting ourselves in a lab in a petri dish and saying all everything else that that was here is should be gone that we're separate that we're that we're alone we are not we are embedded we are embedded 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 with billions and billions of organisms that live just in my human body just in your human body we are a massive collective we are a fractal of Earth's body, which is a massive collective. Your body and Earth's body are the same. All of the vast connected ecosystem and multiple ecosystems that make her up, the same is in you, and we're all connected to each other and to everything here that is naturally here. But there are things that the, that have been sort of put on us 
We've internalized societal ideals, for example, uh, you know, things from our parents, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? That artifice, strip it away. We want to strip that away. It essentially is creating kind of a blocking or a veiling between you and your cosmic self, between you and your true core essence, between you and earth, between you and the mycelial networks and the moss and the trees and the cats and the birds and the dogs and the waters and the lions and the elephants and the flowers and the sky and the sun and the stars. We are all connected. We are all meant to be in direct communion, intertwined, almost beyond recognition with each other, and still uniquely each our own individual essence contributing to that gorgeous, gorgeous symphony. Your unique note and my unique note and everybody's unique note. And by everybody, I mean all the beings, the stones, the mountains, all of it. Make up this incredible harmony. And where things have been mm, incorrect, there's a disharmony. That's all I'm going to how I'm going to describe that. So this purity piece, it's very important to kind of understand this, right? And it's all, a lot of this right now is coming back to the body, back to the body, back to the body, back to the body. And this eclipse, I feel like this is an ongoing issue and will be an ongoing theme for us. But this particular upcoming eclipse is really hammering this point home. Really hammering at home. Okay. So I will tell a couple of stories about my, I, I was on a trip very recently. I went out into the world and not just out into the wilderness. I went out into human world. <laughs> it was very fun. I went out, I went to Texas of all places. And I say of all places because I would just not, in my normal course of uh, life, expect that I would go to Texas. Um, although I love that Chris Rhea song called Texas, where he just sings, you know, they got big, long roads out there. And ever since that song came out a million years ago, I've always had this like, yeah, I want to go to Texas just to be on a road trip. Like, and I want like a convertible and I want to be in the sun. I, I didn't do those things, but I did do a road trip. But anyway, so Texas, I went to Texas. I was called to Texas to join a gathering of incredibly magical beings, this group of roughly, I think it might have been 25 people, I'm not sure. And we spent, I think, three and a half days, two and a half, two and a half days. I, I don't know, whatever. We spent an, a wonderful, incredible time with each other. And prior to coming into this event, I knew only two of the people, and even them I had never met in person. One of them I'd met like maybe a year ago online and we'd been sort of, you know, uh, online friends for a while. And through uh, uh, through him, the person who was organizing the event became aware of me and my transmissions because he shared them with her. 
she reached out, we got connected, and then she was putting this thing together, and she just does these kind of magical, puts these magical convenings together, and just is guided who to bring, where to do it, when to do it, and doesn't really have a lot of mental model going on around, like, why so-and-so should be there, and not this other so-and-so who's also super amazing, but doesn't fit for this one, right? She has this incredible, uh, incredible ability to do this. And she invited me. She said, oh, I'm doing this thing. I'd love for you to come. And it's not structured. There isn't a plan. There isn't an agenda, really. There isn't. And there also isn't nobody's profiting. Nobody's selling to anybody. She's not making money off of it. It's just a, you know, people are sharing the costs of this gorgeous location to be in and some food. And, like, that's it. Right. Everybody's just coming together to be together to boost the experience. I, I don't even know how to say it. And so for myself, the experience, the intention that I set, I was an immediate yes, by the way. I was just new immediately. Like, yep, I'm doing that. And also while I'm in Texas, I'm hearing from the land. Actually, I was hearing from like some coral beds out in the water on the Gulf of Mexico off the shore of Texas. Please come here. <clears throat> we want you to come here. We have things for you and we want you to help. Okay, great. So I'll go to Texas. The event is outside of Austin. I'll do a road trip. It looks like it's about four and a half hours down to the coast, down to this area, roughly where I was supposed to go. So, okay, a few days in, in the Austin area. Then I'll do like four or five days down on the beach and the Gulf. I've never been to Texas. I've never been to the Gulf of Mexico. Maybe once I've been on the Gulf side in Florida, but like decades ago. Um, and I've never been called to that area. It's always just been a subtle kind of reverse magnet effect where I just kind of get brushed off of it. And by the way, if these stories are not interesting to you, you can end the transmission here because the rest of this is just going to be the stories. And so I, um, because I know from, I hear from enough of you that you like these stories and this one was sort of fun enough that I thought you should hear it. Um, and so, <clears throat> so I, incredible experience of this love bubble that we create the second I walk in to this into this venue to this beautiful home that we're all renting together and there's people milling about doing the things connecting with each other talking with each other I just immediately am like yes joyous cosmic reunion like this is it like super excited and my intention um, was purely could I with total curiosity and a lack of clarity of if I actually was capable could I show up fully my cosmic self in my human body to the extent that I'm currently capable of embodying my cosmic self in my human, which is fairly integrated at this stage, but there's still ways, there's still, you know, distance to go. But could I do that without in any way modulating who I am, editing who I am, uh, feeling like I have to explain all of my words and terminology, just doing it? Just that, you know, just speak the three words and assume that the 300 words that are embedded within the three words make sense to the person, right? Could, could that happen? Could I be received and perceived from that place was what I was really interested in. Could I do it, A, and then B, could I be received and perceived from that place? And the answer is yes to all of that, which was the coolest experience ever. And so much fun. And what it really, um, and that's actually when I came back 
I was having this like, oh, 3D is so hard. And then I realized, oh, no, it's not that 3D is hard. It's this certain aspect of kind of having to lead from the mental model place of things that is hard. That's sort of exhausting where it's like, no, we don't need 300 words. I just need three words. I already know. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll be working with that and kind of where's the next level of patience. But um, so that was incredible. That was an amazing experience. And I'm beyond words grateful for it. And then I get in my car to do my road trip down to the Gulf. And I'm thinking, OK, I'll go down based on my experience. I'll have do some work with the land and the coral. I've been trying to do it remotely, which I'm usually able to do in virtually every circumstance. Like I had done remote work with the land where our gathering was for about a week ahead of time because I had received the kind of information that the gathering of this kind of energetic magnitude would be very disruptive if some of the kind of kind of energetic work wasn't done in advance. And so that was great. And what was really cool was that another woman who normally does that in gatherings that she goes to when she gets there, she got there and was like, wait a minute, this has already been done. Who did this? Like, how is that possible? Like, I just got like, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I've been doing it for a few days ahead of time. She's like, oh, my God, I've never had the experience of like, it's just done. I can just be here. I don't have to. It was great. We were just like nearly tearful about how much fun that was. So I go down to the Gulf Coast. And I'm thinking, great, I'll do this work and I'll write. I have a few days off. I'll hang out at the beach. I'll write. And I also had received ahead of time that there would be beautiful, cool lightning storms and rain um, when I got to each of the places as new things and that then there would be good weather. And that's exactly what happened in the Austin area. And it was amazing. I got down to the Gulf Coast and the storm was coming in um, which was fine, and I was kind of excited to have that kind of validated that that would be the case. Interestingly, the place that I uh, rented was like a shit show. It was terrible, and I've never had that experience. I've always been guided into incredible, perfect, ideal places to rent on these, you know, VRBO or Air Airbnb, and it was terrible. And I was like, I can't stay here. Like, this isn't an option. I was in it for not very long, and it was just – it had this incredible smell of – like commercial or industrial pesticides. And I was like, I'm going to just like, no, I will not do this. This is a hard no for me. I packed everything back out to the car and I called the VRBO people and I was like, yeah, no. And also there was a bunch of stuff that was like misleading from the, from the, from the listing that I might've put up with just for the sake of, I was tired, but no, not with that, not with all the pesticide smell and then all these other problems. So I immediately left. And this is, by the way, also a side lesson on being decisive and acting, because way too many of you are in this dithering waiting mode. Cut it out. Act. Be decisive. You know. You know what the action is. Your indecision is just your nervous system. And potentially you still have work to do in terms of unplugging childhood directives that are blocking you, or you just simply need to expand your nervous system to get with, to get where you're going. Okay. Just act, 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 act. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sidebar. So, um, I, I just immediately hop on my laptop, find an, another Airbnb locally. And, uh, and I'm, and I set that up that I'm going to go there. I'm out on the beach and night is falling. It's still, there's still daylight. It isn't really raining yet. 
But as soon as I get down near the waters, driving in near the waters and get, and then physically out on the beach, the energetics are really different than what I thought was going to be the case. And I hadn't really thought about what did I think was going to be the case, but I became aware through contrast that, oh, I didn't expect it to be like this. But the energetics just of South Texas in general, as I was driving more and more south on my way down to where I was staying outside of Corpus Christi, um, just forlorn is the only word, forlorn, like beyond sadness, beyond anger, beyond even despair, which can still have a kind of like action in it, beyond rage, just an incredible level of depletion that the draining of life force out of these areas over such an extended period of time in such a hostile manner. It's just, I can't even, I didn't expect it. Forlorn was the only word that I could come up with. And I hope that you can feel like the depths of difficulty of that experience energetically. Um, I don't mean for me, poor little me, I mean like for this land. And it was, it brought me in energetically to where it was. And it was incredibly painful. And I brought everything that I could back in to it. And it wasn't enough. And I've never had that experience either. And I asked, what do I do? How do I help? And basically received just a knowingness without words to bring the love bubble that myself and these 25 people created up in the Austin area to bring the love bubble energy in. And that I could do, and I brought that in. I brought it into the land under the waters there and just the land itself. And I knew, even as I was doing it, as did that area, that it wasn't going to fix it. But it was like a reprieve. And that was better than nothing. And I gave everything that I could. And I knew I cannot stay here. So the whole idea of like, I'm going to stay here for the rest of the week and I'm going to do writing and blah, no, it was like, I, it's intolerable for me to stay here. It's such a mismatch. Two other times in my life that I've been called to do certain kinds of energetic work um, related to the land or waters where I was essentially given kind of false information, like misleading story about what was going to be happening that I became aware of as soon as I got kind of got into the energetics of the work that I was brought there to do and how painful and hard, or in a couple of cases, in one case, how scary it was. Like it was a very terrifying uh, encounter with like very, very dark evil, um, like at a large scale that I was brought to clear. And um, in, in that case, as well as this one, had I known going in what it was going to be like, I might have, not said yes I might not have gone um and so I and I understood that it was just my cosmic self telling me oh it's going to be like this you know without giving me a lot of information and me just trusting okay you know I just trust that this is 
correct for me to go do it, even though I don't really know what it's going to look like. So it wasn't like I was like lied to. It was more like an omission. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I went I, 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 I did all of that actually before I got into the really crappy VRBO. Then I get into the crappy VRBO and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can't even stay here. Not even for one night. I got to go. And I could feel the lake and the cats, the cosmic dragons, the, the cosmic wizards that are the two kittens that live with me. They had been with me from the moment I left. So I kind of had this sort of like, I don't want to leave my lake. I don't want to leave the cats, you know, even though I really wanted to go to this gathering in Austin. And so they actually came with me and I had this really cool experience of, um, oh, before I, before, I want to end with that story. So let me just finish. So I basically stayed overnight in a different Airbnb. It was fine. It was a good spot. And then there was a beautiful, incredible lightning storm and just like incredible rain in the very early morning. And I got to sit out in this like glass enclosed, you know, sun area and just watch the storm over the ocean, over the Gulf. And just like, I felt that there was some cleansing for that area, but I had this awareness from being like immersed in this forlorn sort of all the life force bleached out, drained out of this area that this was actually, and, and all of Texas has always felt to me kind of energetically like dead or like non-energy somehow in some way little less the case in the Austin area for some reason. But um, but also I realized, oh, this is what Florida feels like to me as well. Florida and Texas both feel the same way to me energetically. And I had this kind of sudden insight into like some of the weirdnesses of the politics in those two areas are is related to this or an expression of that in some way. So that's all I wanted to say about Texas. The really fun part of the story, too, that I wanted to share, um, as I was leaving uh, Washington State, where I am, um, the lake and the I was like, I kind of, this bubble got created around me that was like a precursor almost to the love bubble. And it was like a lake bubble. And in the bubble was like, I was like in the lake, in the sort of sunny blues and greens and magicalness of the lake. And which is how the lake always feels to me, even when it's gorgeously raining and cold and gray and foggy and misty, which is also incredibly magical as well. But the vibe, the energy of the lake always is this incredibly vibrant blues and greens and sunniness. And the cats were like right with me. And uh, and, and a wonderful human that I adore was um, going to be taking care of the cats and staying in the house with the cats. And so I knew that they were going to be just fabulous. And I know that they really love her and so that was great and so I felt really comfortable with that and they were just with me the whole time I was on the trip like I was permanently in this lake bubble except for when I was just like super in the forlorn land energy in Texas but on the plane this whole other thing happened where my my seat was set to be like 8b or whatever it was a middle seat and there was no other seats available. I usually like to do a window seat if I can. And instead, when I get there, just without any fanfare or announcement on the app or anything, my seat had moved to a window seat and had moved to the window seat on the side of the plane as we were flying out of Seattle towards Texas that was kind of facing the right side of the plane. So facing west, facing the Pacific. And of course, we were heading southwest, but facing west. 
And the whole time we were flying, it was like sunny. There were little cloud patterns here and there for cool, interesting visuals. But I was just basically seeing all of the land as we were going and the waterways I was seeing as we were going. And they were incredible. And the whole time I was just doing like energy work with the land, with the planet as we were going. And it was just incredible. I have some footage actually that I took on my phone that kept getting guided to like, oh, take this. Oh, take this. Oh, take this. Oh, no, point it this way. Do it that way. And so I'm still like absorbing those. And I can't wait to spend more time with them now that I'm home and really just kind of be in them. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pull some albums together and share with you, but it was so beautiful. And I was like, I can't believe it never occurred to me that actually like literally flying in a plane could be a really cool way to do kind of energy work. And it was just, it was just a, the, such a magical experience. It was so much fun. Um, and I just had to share that with you. And I just didn't even feel time. Like there was, it was just like, bloop, we did that. And then we landed. And I was like, on the way back, it was like 25,000 years. It was night on the way back. And I was also pretty tired and had just kind of come through that difficult experience. So I actually felt Earth kind of holding me more than, than the other way around at that time. So, um, but I did have this, this last piece, which was really fun. As soon as I had the experience of being in this difficult energy and being like, Oh, I don't know if I can stay, but I was still trying to, I was like, I'm going to stay and do this work. Somehow I'm going to do it. And, and I went inside this VRBO and it was so terrible and it had that smell. And I was trying to reconcile, like, what am I going to do? Like, what should I do? And I realized, Oh, remember martyr energy is gone. You don't have, you're not here to martyr yourself in this shitty little VRBO, you've done what you can do. You implanted kind of the lightning rod was how I felt that it was occurring of the love bubble energy and you sent it as much as you could out. This is all you can do. It's done. You don't have to say anymore. And I heard that very clearly too from the land. Like you don't have to say anymore. Like, thank you for this gift. Like it will tide us over. You don't have to say anymore. And then I was like, oh, I can leave. Okay, great. That's what I'm doing. I'm leaving the VRBO. I'm going to find another spot. I'm going to just stay for one night. I'm going to change my flight. I'm going back tomorrow. And the second I allowed myself permission, I felt like I was at the, like the outer end of a big giant, you know, those big giant metal measuring tape things and the lake herself which she's a collective, but she kind of coalesces herself into a she often, not always, was like pulling me back. And I felt like I was being retracted back, this incredible energy. And then all day the next day, driving back to the airport, you know, which was like two and a half hour drive in the rain and up to the airport, I could just feel like in the center of my being, I can still kind of have the memory of it right now. Just like being pulled all the way back by the lake and the kitten. And this whole time that I've been recording this, Kali, cosmic wizard that she is, has been lying in my lap, just like luxuriating in her wonderfulness and uh, gracing all of us with her presence. So it's a really fun, beautiful place to end, I think. And I realize this is probably a much longer share than I normally do, um, but we've all been a little overdue, right? My own kind of create, transmit, uh, rhythm has been very disrupted by these experiences but it's all been welcome and good and um i love you i love you i love you
Thank you for your light in the world. Mwah.